Hello and welcome to Mavs Daily presented by the Dallas Morning News, where every day of the week we are breaking down a question, event, news, or trend. My name is Bobby Corella. I'm from Mavs Digital. Joining me today, the eyes and ear of Mavs basketball on Mavs.com. He is the legendary Dwayne Price. Dwayne, how the heck are you after what we witnessed yesterday? I am very sleepy, Bobby. I couldn't get any sleep. <laughs> I mean, I keep replaying that game in my head, and then I turn the TV on, and every time I see the replays, I got goosebumps. I don't, you know, I've seen some great stuff, uh, praise the Lord, throughout my years. You know, Michael Jordan, Magic Bird, a whole lot of great games. For some reason, that one just got to me like no other game. I mean, the Mavericks, you know, that. We didn't know if Luca was going to play going into the game. Then we find out he's going to play. Then the very next second, we find out Porzingis not going to play. Say, what do you mean Porzingis not going to play? Then they, it's almost like it, it took the air out of everybody's body. Then they, then they get down by 21 points. It's like, oh, man, if I didn't have to write a story on this game, I'm getting ready to turn the TV off. Then the next thing you know, they're down, <laughs> down 21. The next thing you know, they're up 12. Say, How the heck did that happen? <laughs> And then the game goes into overtime, and, and then the Clippers take that one-point lead when, when Marcus uh, Morris Sr. hit that three in the, in the corner with nine seconds to go, and you think it's all over. But here comes Luka Magic. That was like – that was an, an incredible shot. I mean, I really do think you – know, we've all been in this at home because of the coronavirus for five and a half months. I think the NBA gang a whole lot of fans yesterday. I really, really do go – and that was like the most, one of the most incredible games I've ever seen and one of the most incredible finishes I've ever seen. And, and that's my favorite play, Bobby. When you're down or the score is tied and you shoot the ball and the clock goes off, ball goes through the hoop, game over. That's my favorite shot of all time. What an incredible game. Yeah, it was an unbelievable game, an unbelievable individual performance by Luca. A bunch of other guys stepped up too, and we're going to give them all love. Uh, here in a little bit, but we got to stay with Luca, man. I mean, you go down to Orlando with the intention of, you know, maybe making a name for yourself a little bit. Give give somebody a series, you know, and all of a sudden you're matched up against Kawhi freaking Leonard, two-time champion, reigning finals MVP, maybe the best player in basketball. Oh, yeah, and Paul George, too. So those two guys are going to be guarding you all series, but the Mavs have manufactured ways to get Luca matched up against some of these other guys. And so there's less, uh, I guess, some defensive pressure on him or something. And he's able to figure it out if he can just make the plays. But you think you're going to have KP with you. Well, KP got ejected in game one. KP didn't even play in game four. And this is a must-win game. Dude, if you lose yesterday, the season's over. I mean, you you still have a fighting chance, but you got to beat the Clippers three straight games. Like, I don't think anybody can do that. And so – you go into this game on a bum ankle without your sidekick, no matter how, no matter what the tactics look like, no matter how, how much time you can get away from Kawhi and away from Paul George and up against these smaller guys, or these slower guys, you have a bum ankle and you're down an all-star and the season's <laughs> on the line. Oh, and they're on fire. The Clippers right. were shooting 60% for like the entire first half. They were up 20 before I even like really got comfortable on the couch, you know? <laughs> I mean, it was such a, a dominant performance by L.A. And and frankly, that's what I kind of thought was going to happen. I thought the Clippers were just sort of going to take care of business without KP. I mean, KP's been so, so good for them in this series and missing him, his defense, his shooting, all that stuff. I thought it was going to be a, a knockout blow. 
just uh-huh. losing him and the Clippers were going to take advantage. And they were. And then Luka happened. In the third quarter, he had probably his best quarter of his career. 13 points, 5 of 6, 6 of 7 shooting, 2 steals, Dwayne. The guy's playing defense now, too? Lee, watch out, NBA. Watch out. <laughs> and then in the fourth quarter, he takes over, and, and in overtime, he hit two go-ahead shots inside the final 30 seconds. Just the roller coaster. The whole game was just up, down, up, down, side to side, doing flips, backflips, cartwheels, and it just – I was just so dizzy by the end of it, but Luca somehow just kept his cool through the whole thing, man, and delivered – one of the most iconic signature playoff performances that we will that we have seen in this franchise's history easily, and one of the most significant uh, statistical performances in playoff history too. I mean, it was just amazing. From local high schools to the pros, the Dallas Morning News has got North Texas sports covered, and it's more than just the scores. From all the off-season moves to in-season adjustments, and maybe even postseason glory, we certainly hope so around here. The DMN has got the inside scoop on your favorite teams, players, and coaches. You can follow every goal, save, bucket, and touchdown as the Dallas Morning News delivers real local sports journalism from the press box and locker room straight to your inbox. Head to dallasnews.com slash sports now or preferably after the podcast, but either way, definitely check out what uh, Brad Townsend, Callie Kaplan, and the rest of the DMN gang has for you there. 43 points, 17 rebounds, 13 assists. Nobody in the history of the NBA has had that stat line in a playoff game. And one of the one of the things that surprised me the most about this series, Bobby, we all know, at least that's what they told us, that the, that the Clippers had the best defense in the entire NBA. The Mavericks are just scoring at will. And not only that, if, if, if I'm Kawhi Leonard, everybody, I'm known as a great defender. Why isn't he going to Doc Rivers and say, hey, look, I got Luka. Especially yesterday. You don't have to worry about Pozinga. So, if you're not guarding Luka and you Kawhi Leonard, who are you guarding on this team? Number one, yeah, I understand, you know, he get, you know, get running the screens and they get switched off and all that. But on that last play of the game, if you Kawhi Leonard, you got to do everything you can to get through that screen and get around that screen. And if you go look at that play again, it's like he just gave up. Okay, uh, Max is screaming, so I'm, I'm out of the play. Really, Kawhi? You the best defender in the NBA. You gave up like that when you know Luka Doncic got the ball and getting ready to take the shot? Wow. Well, let's not give them any ideas, Dwayne. Let's not let, – they I might be listening to this. I don't want them to think, yeah, let's do that. Let's do but that. No, 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 Bobby. Here's the thing. He can't guard him. He's going to get in foul trouble. That's why they keep switching all these different guys on Luka because Luka gets everybody in foul trouble. So Kawhi don't want none of that. Yeah, well, and the – even – probably more importantly for the Clippers' chance of winning this series, if Kawhi spends all game guarding Luka, even if he avoids foul trouble, because they showed a stat he's never fouled out of a game in his career, which is just mm-hmm. insane to me. But if he guards Luka for 40 minutes, how much is he going to have on the offensive end? Right. You know, And he right now, Lou Will had it just an, an unbelievable game yesterday. He was fantastic, just an assassin. But no one else on the Clippers really has it going. No one's had two good games in a row for them yet except for Kawhi. And so if he expends half of his energy or 60% of his energy to shut Luka down and maybe, you know, limit his scoring, cut it in half or something, well, what is he going to have left on offense? And that means that Luka's going to be able to pick on other guys, you know, pass the ball and other guys will be able to make plays. And it's just going to be 
it's tough. They're they're in a real it's a real catch twenty two for them right now. Michael Jordan did it on both ends of the court. Defensive player of the year, offensive player of the year, MVP. No way Jordan would say he I'm guarding somebody else. I want the best guy on the other team, and I'm gonna get my point. That's what the great ones do. That's what why? made him the best player of all time, Dwayne. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah, that's why I always say, nah, LeBron, you're not there yet. Yeah, you ain't gonna get that because you already lost in the final six times. Everybody gonna get the get the Jordan level. Not not anybody in my lifetime. Because he can do it at both ends. But that but that surprised me because I was trying to figure out who is Kawhi Gordon. That's no KP. I mean, I understand we got some guys that can shoot the ball, but Luca is the man. So you gotta yep. be going him. Yep. Well, that that was just a, a brilliant play by by Rick that he drew up in the in the timeout there. So Dallas had the ball with nine seconds left. They inbounded the ball. Luca got in the backcourt and got fouled after about five seconds. And Rick called another timeout to draw mm-hmm. up another play. And I was thinking, all right, just inbound it. But then I think you could see kind of the light bulb go off in his head. And so he drew up a play where you essentially had two screens being set almost at the same time, which manufactured this switch. And I, I agree. I think Kawhi, I think the, the Clippers coaching staff should have just been like, Kawhi, just stick with Luka no matter what. But in that situation, who knows? Three seconds isn't a long time, blah, blah, blah. That's but, why you stick with him, because three seconds not a long time. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. You're right. You're not lying. But there was so much chaos. There was two screens going on from different directions. And so I think, like, in situations, I just switch, switch, switch. You could hear them calling switch. And to be fair, I mean – Reggie Jackson, you know, Luca had gotten by Reggie Jackson multiple times in that game, including on the previous possession for a layup. Yep. And Reggie kept Luca on the perimeter. He didn't bite on any of these head fakes, ball fakes, between the leg, anything. He sat back and made Luca take the step back, which is a shot that every fan in the world has told you and me that he should never take ever again. Uh, but he hit it, and it was a 28-foot shot. So, I mean, on the one hand, if you're the Clippers, you kind of are like, well – it's better than a layup, right? But on the other hand, I don't think anybody's happy that that they defended that possession the way that they did. So it's just a it's a but but this is the type of problems that a superstar player creates. Right. I mean, the possession before that, Kawhi did the same thing to the Mavs. Do you double team him or not? Well, they kind of got caught in this in between of like sort of double teaming but not really double teaming. And so we found an open guy for a go ahead three in the corner with nine seconds left. I mean, that's what superstars do. And the fact that Luke is already doing this is just crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is on that Kawhi play, it was a great play. It was a great look off to get the ball to uh, uh, Marcus Morris as senior. And, and Dorian was kind of caught in the middle. Do I go to the corner and get, get to Morris or do I go to Paul George? If you had to do it over again, you go to Paul George. Coach, I'm waiting on Paul George to show up. Yeah, he had 27 points in game one, but I haven't seen him since. I mean, it's almost like he, he, he's like a deer in the headlight. He don't know what to do. You see him miss that point blank, miss the rim, right? On, you know, I think it's late in the fourth quarter, maybe in the overtime. I say, wow, how did he miss that? It's almost like he don't even want the ball. And, and, and here's the way I judge players, Bobby. You know, because uh, it's an 82-game season, you know, on a normal circumstances. Some guys just go through the motions. Some guys can do this and do that. When the playoffs start, that's when you can find out who can play because there's a lot of stuff on the line. And I've just seen Paul George throughout the year. It was just, where is he? There's a lot of guys like that. So you want him shooting the ball. I mean, yes, they had nine points yesterday. I mean, really? 
what was it? Three out of fourteen. I mean, game game three disappeared. Game two, you couldn't find. Him. I say this is this guy's an all star, multiple all stars. But if he gets it going, then that's just that's not good news for Dallas. <laughs> you know, I mean, because with the way Kawhi's playing, and now Lou will seems to have found a little something. He's made an impact here, so. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you. I, I can't believe that he's having the struggles that he's having right now. And and there's a lot of talk about his shoulder. And they also, I mean, the Clippers this year, they only had like five or six practices with those guys both on the floor. And so there's just a whole lot of unfamiliarity and like, I don't know. And, and the Mavs are making them second guess everything. It's just this series has gone perfectly for Dallas. On the one hand, uh, you've said it before, it could be 3-1 Dallas. Yeah. But on the other hand, it could easily be 3-1 L.A. And instead it's 2-2, which seems fitting, but there's still a whole lot of questions that have to be answered from the Clippers camp. And I feel like the Mavs do too. I mean, how's Luka's ankle? Is KP going to play again? You know, yeah. can, can these other guys, Trey Burke, Seth Curry, can they continue making like, you know, 80% performances like routine? I mean, they're coming out and hitting every single shot. Are they going to keep doing that? You know, there's there's a whole lot of like, uh, it's just a really compelling series so far. I don't want to hear anything about no excuses, about no shoulder. Like you said, Luca had one ankle. I don't hear. I don't want to hear anything about guys just getting here. You know, they they don't know each other. hadn't had enough practices. They just got Trey Burke on July the first, and he was late getting to the bubble. And he got twenty five <laughs> points, and he got thirty one points the first game in the bubble against the Rockets. I don't want to hear that. Excuses off a of loser. You keep making excuses. You're gonna be going fishing on Thursday. That's when Game Six is. So let them make excuses. You better get out there and man up. This is a playoff. You got a whole lot of time to rest in the offseason. Stop trying to motivate them, Dwayne. We got to motivate the Mavs, man. We got to keep the to Mavs anyway. motivated. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so speaking of Trey Burke, man, pretty much all season long, I mean, the Mavs have, they've had the number one offense in the NBA since like the fourth or fifth game of the season. I mean, this was well-known for 70 plus games this is an incredible offense but I feel like the one thing even before Jalen Brunson got injured even before you know all the they've made changes and added Willie Colley sign and everything um kind of the one thing I felt was missing from this offense all season long was a really really quick player at any position but just especially guard an exceptionally quick player who could just beat his man one-on-one because Luca creates so many one-on-one situations with his driving and kicking out and passing and everything. And Porzingis is getting double teamed and all that stuff. So can you have a guy who's quick enough to beat his man one-on-one, get to the basket and finish, and then also create a little bit for others if you need him to. And I thought, well, a player like that is going to be tough to get unless they like make a trade or give a big contract to in free agency and they just found Trey Burke like off the couch in July. And he's come in and given them everything that they need on offense. He's spelling Luca. He's able to make plays and give Luca a rest. He's beating his man one-on-one. He put Kawhi in a blender yesterday, which was just amazing and finished reverse off the glass. Right. It was an incredible play. Um, he's just been 25 points on 10 to 14 shooting in game four. But I mean, throughout this entire series, throughout the whole regular season restart, he's just been an amazing, amazing addition to the team. And uh, uh, he got away last summer when he was a free agent, but but Donnie Nelson can't let him get away this time. You know, I I don't have my wallet here, but I got some Kit Kats over here I'm going to throw in to help <laughs> Tyson Dunning and, and Trey to sign the new contract. When he becomes a free agent, I just see they have, they have to re-sign him. I understand 
you got to take care of Jalen. He's going to be on the roster. JJ, I don't know. Uh, so they just got to find a way to get this guy. I mean, he, he hit some big, big shots yesterday. You know, Three-pointer in overtime. And when I can say the spin cycle on a, on a Kawhi, he takes his – he has that, like you said, that speed at that guard position. Because Luca, I don't know how he does it. I mean, everybody else is flying up and down the court and all that. And Luca said, okay, I'm just going to dribble, 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 dribble. Then he has that one of the burst to get right past you and all that. And he does it time and time again. And these guys, they can't stop him. How does a 21-year-old does that? I mean, what is what is in his, in his motor that he's able to do that? Oh, I thought he had a one leg. What, what did he play, 46 minutes yesterday? Most ever in a game for him. That is incredible. I mean, this guy, I mean, like I told you last week, man, the future is bright for the Mavericks. They're going to win a title about 2023 and maybe before then. I'm telling you. I thought that I thought that Rick Carlisle quote was really funny yesterday after the game. Whenever he said, uh, you know, Luca, he was talking about Luca playing a ton of minutes, and he said, "I didn't even think about pulling him before the end of the quarter break." So that would have been a fist fight, and I was not into that today. Because <laughs> <laughs> he normally pulls him late in the quarter. He let him play the whole, whole first quarter. So it was, yeah, that was different. But you know. I will say this, when you're in the playoffs, you do a lot of things differently than you did in the regular season because, you know, you get yourself down 3-1 and the series is over, so you don't have time to be, you know, having your regular routine. Nah, you got to go with your gut. Whatever your gut say do, that's you better do it. Yeah. It could be yep. a difference between winning and losing. Mm-hmm. But going into next season, I feel like there's room, there's definitely room on the team if they're able to re-sign Trey Burke. And now Burke is going to be raising a lot of eyebrows around the NBA. So, like, all of a sudden I think he's, he's you know, made quite a name for himself. But if he's able to come back, I feel like you can play him and Brunson together. Two playmakers. This is Dallas. They've played multi-guard lineups, you know, two, like, point guard lineups forever. So it, it would not surprise me one bit if they're able to make that work. Now you still have DeLon Wright and you have J.J. who may or may not come back and you have Seth Curry and Luca, of course. And so – uh, there's a lot of playmakers, but as Rick Carlisle says, you can never have enough playmakers. Exactly. And uh, I think we're seeing that play out because the the on-off numbers, the Mavs is like net rating in this series whenever it's Luka and Burke together is plus 16 points per 100 possessions. Whenever it's Luka without Trey Burke, it's minus 11. Mm-hmm. And so if you have another facilitator out there, it makes it so much easier for Luka. And what I really appreciate about Burke is that He's able to make plays with the ball, but whenever he doesn't have the ball, he's still able to make an impact as a spot-up shooter, as a cutter, as a guy who's going to keep moving, just keep creating stuff. Uh, you know, it's so easy whenever you play with a guy like Luca or LeBron or James Harden or Giannis or whatever to just, like, watch them and just be in awe, you know, and just stand still with your hands like this, hoping that you get a pass. But Burke is still, like, making it happen. And whenever he gets the ball, he's able to make plays happen, too. And so it's just he's, – he's just such a good fit for them. And uh, it's, I, I cannot believe that Philly caught him. I, I just – I can't believe it. I'm not trying to, like, insult the Sixers or anything. But, like, they needed offense in their series that they got swept in just now. And meanwhile, Trey Burke is, like, the freaking MVP of Mavs Clippers. It's just amazing. <laughs> well, hats out to the Mavericks front office. Like, like you said, uh, to get Trey Burke and. I mean, we, we can go back to the two te- 2018 draft. I mean, if you Phoenix, who had the number one pick, and you Sacramento, who had the number two pick, and you Atlanta, you had the number three pick, how do you let Luca get away? How does that happen? I mean, uh, uh, and Phoenix at the time had uh, uh, Luca's uh, uh, Euro coach. 
You know, he was he was the head coach, and they passed him up uh, for uh, Aiton. And then Sacramento, since they already had De'Aaron Fox, they thought, well, we got our point guard. We don't need Luka. So they, they took Marvin Bagley. And then Atlanta made the trade. Of course, they got uh, Trey Young out of the deal. But would you have, rather have Trey Young or Luka Duncan? I, I think that conversation, we all know that, you know. So it, it, that's why I say you got to give the front office credit for for recognizing these generational type players. And because remember, they didn't draft Dirk. That was a trade too with Milwaukee Bucks. But they knew we got to get this guy because this, this he's going to be around for a minute and he's going to change the franchise for the better. And, and Dirk did it for 20 years and Luca's getting ready to do it for another 20 years. I mean, when you, hey, Bobby, when you got after last night's game, you got guys like LeBron and Steph and Kevin Love. They even Trey Young and even Dwayne Wade tweeting about Lucas shot. That's all I need to say. Dwayne Wade himself. Yeah. Who hates the Mavericks. <laughs> and that Earth. feeling, he even admitted the feeling is mutual. He's like, you know what? I don't like the Mavs. The Mavs don't like me. Yeah. But game recognized game, right? Real recognized real. And, and there is no doubt now. And now going into this series, I thought no matter what happens, and I even I even said this on the old Twitter.com, no matter what happens in this series, Luca is still one of the best young players in the NBA. He's still amazing at X, Y, and Z. He's still, you know, he's he's he has some shortcomings as a you know a three-point shooter, is below average, and blah, blah, blah. He's not the quickest guy ever. So, like whatever happens in this series is not going to change anything. But the one thing in this series I think that has changed is Luca's attitude. Uh, even Rick said it yesterday. He said, like, in the second half, we just stopped complaining about missed calls, and suddenly we just had so much more energy. Um, I feel like Luke has shown a lot more, like, maturity in that regard in the playoffs, and also he's gained a whole lot of respect, you know, because it's one thing to do it in February uh, on the second night of a back-to-back against the Grizzlies or whatever, but it's another thing to do it against Kawhi in the playoffs when – it's the only game on TV and everybody's watching and uh, he is he, everyone is starting to figure out what kind of we've been able to watch for the last two years. And it's just, it's, it's pretty special to see, man, because I mean, you have everybody up and down D Wade, you got guys that are retired. You got guys, LeBron, Dame Lillard is watching. I mean, everybody's watching and it's still in the back of your mind. You're thinking it would probably be a lot of fun to play with this guy. And all of a sudden, you know, that's whenever you can really start, you know, dreaming with uh, going to sleep with visions of sugar plum fairies dancing in your head and stuff, because <laughs> this is the type of thing. This is the type of like magnetism that is going to attract talent for the rest of his career. All right. And you know why everybody's watching? My old story, when Jason Kidd with the Maverick, I couldn't wait to get to the game because I knew he was going to do something that you would never see again. That's why greatness, those all those players are watching because they know Luke, they don't know when, they don't know where, how, but he's going to do something that's going to wow you and they want to see it. That's why they watch it. That's why Luca is going to be the biggest draw in the NBA in a couple of years. And I know, I know how the NBA works. Get ready, Mavericks. Whatever the maximum amount of games you can have on national TV. The Mavericks are going to have them. Not only that, they're going to be playing on Christmas. They're going to be playing on Super Bowl Sunday. They may even be playing on on, uh, on uh, Easter. And it may be even Mother's Day. 
You know, <laughs> and if they get to the finals, they be playing on Father's Day. You know, that's what's gonna happen, man. Because I know how this works. Because the NBA want to put their money maker out there for everybody to see, so they can make more money. That's how it works. Yeah, I hope y'all are ready. I hope y'all enjoy these eight thirty tips because there's gonna be a <laughs> whole lot of those for the next hopefully twenty years or so. But, uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, like the fact that regardless of what happens in other series. Last night, the NBA already announced that Mavs Clippers was going to be primetime on Thursday, no matter what. Like, no matter who is still alive in the playoffs, Dallas, L.A. is going to be primetime. That tells you really all you need to know. You know, yeah. of course, it's an L.A. team in the series, and so you you want to have that on late so that California viewers too. I mean, the Mavs are going to be 30, 40 games on national TV probably for the rest of Lucas' career. And and it's just – it's that's – how it's going to be. And, and, and let me tell you this. You said something about Lucas' maturity, and we got to touch on this for a second. Uh, the situation with, uh, with Monte, Montrez uh, Harrell, what he said, told Luca, we're not going to repeat it, you know, uh, uh, during game three. And the two hugged it out before game four. And I, and I like to see that. And, 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 and as these things usually go, it affected Montrez more than, more than anybody else because. 21 players played yesterday. Montrez had the worst uh, plus minus than anybody, minus 19, when he was a beast in game game three. So I'm not saying that to brag or anything like that. I'm just saying he knows he was in the wrong for saying what he said. And I'm happy that he apologized because he shouldn't have said it. I mean, that, that, you can do some trash talking, but something you, you just don't do. You just don't do yep. But at the same time, if it, you know, Luca handled it well and Montrez handled it well and bygones be bygones and, and we keep going. But that's that that same thing almost. I mean, I don't know what Brad Beal was saying, but on opening night of the season, Bradley Beal was talking mad trash to Luca in the fourth <laughs> quarter of that game. And the Wizards were down like 25 or something. They almost came back and won because Brad Beal was just going nuts, like scoring and defending and doing everything. And he ended up getting ejected from the game, and afterward, Luca and Beal were both like, "Look, it's it's competition. You know, it's what we do." Luca was like, "I respect it. I lo I love that he was playing that way. I mean, that's what that's what you want to see, man. I mean, some things, whatever, cross the line, and 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 that that's we can all kind of decide that collectively. But, dude, I mean, these guys, Luca understands. You know, Luca's Luca's a baller, and he understands that some guys say stuff, and that's just. It's the heat of battle. It's the you're you're caught up in emotions and everything, and the adrenaline's pumping, and and uh, all, all's fair in love and war. And hey, hey, I love that he views it that way. I, I love that they talked it out. I love that it's all good, but I also love that it was just not even a big deal to Luca right. or to Trez. I mean, it's just it is what it is, and we move on. And I, I thought that that was great. Yeah, and you know, Luca has heard it all because a lot a lot of people they don't know over in Europe, man. That, they got some rough fans over there. <laughs> Look at her and some of everything yeah. over there. So, so yeah. in his world, this was nothing. I think more other people made a big deal out of it than Luca did. Man, this is nothing. I'm just like, yeah, right dude. Here. In some of these places, they have like cages separating the fans <laughs> from the court, and they have like you know, you'll have flares and fireworks set off in the stands during games, during the game. thrown onto the floor. Yep. I mean, Lucas played games in Greece. He's played in Lithuania. Like these guys, these fans over there are rabid. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't think anything is really bothering you know any any of these guys. But uh, and that's what's so you great. The same thing for KP too. Growing yeah, up yeah. in Latvia and playing in Spain. I mean, yeah. they got they got some rowdy fans over there, and it is awesome to watch those games. Yeah. 
And the other thing, uh, Bobby, I, I touched on, you know, yesterday was a, a officially a Dallas Mavericks home game. Can you imagine that game in American Airlines Center? The, the demolition crew would be over there right now because the roof would have changed. Well, the doors would have been blown off the place, man. It would have been amazing. It would have been amazing. But now it's just like this is almost like an appetizer. No matter how far the Mavs go, whether they they could lose in six in this series or they could go on to win the whole championship, who knows? But we still have Lucas' first home playoff game to look forward to, and that is just no matter what happens, that is going to be an occasion that. Yeah. nobody will ever want to miss because that dude plays to the fans maybe more than any other player in the NBA. And uh, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty epic whenever he finally does play in that building. Yeah. And, and now that I, I was, you know, I don't want to say it, don't, don't take this the wrong way, but I think that game last night, no matter what happens, if they lose the next two, I think this is a, a successful season. I mean, because no one, Gave him a chance anyway going into this series against the Clippers. I heard sweep. I heard maybe one, but certainly not two wins. And, you know, to see KP get thrown out of game one, the Mavericks could have won that game. To see KP not play yesterday because the sword is in his knee and Luka on one ankle, so to speak, and they won that game, I think it's already been a successful season. It really has. But but I know they're not going to stop here, and it wouldn't shock me if they – find a way to get out of this series and get into, and get into the second round. Because you and I both know, after being down 21 like that, to that team, that Clippers team, the way they had it going, they got in the Clippers' head yesterday. That guy yep. at the buzzer. Oh, the Clippers don't know what to do now. And without Porzingis, and wait till he come back, some of that stuff the Clippers were getting at the rim, and they're going to get at the rim with KP in there. So yep. it's going to be interesting game five. Yeah, and this team has shown I'm I'm with you on the success thing, and I know there's no moral victories, whatever. And if they, if they could just get clocked in games five and six, it's gonna be disappointing. But this team has shown resolve, shown resilience, it's shown an fu attitude, it's shown confidence. And whenever you get all of that, it's like a tidal wave of momentum that can just propel you, no matter how outmanned or outgunned you are, or whatever, or out experienced you are. Uh, whenever you have all of that stuff going for you, anything can happen. We saw it happen in 2011. The Mavs won a whole championship against yeah. – they were the underdog in almost every series <laughs> that they played in, and they won the championship. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that this team is quite at that level yet. Maybe they will get there one day. Who knows? But, um, I mean, any, when, whenever, you, whenever you're feeling yourself the way that they are, whenever Trey Burke and Seth Curry are as deep in their bag as they are and whenever Luka is playing at a top three, top five level – Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Well, the one thing, well, several things, but this is the one thing that the, that I look at the Mavs had in their favor. It's absolutely no pressure on them. The pressure is on all the other teams they play, especially the Clippers. And if they get to the next round, the, the Mavs are seven seeds, so the pressure is going to be on. Well, just like Utah's going to win the next round, it's going to be on the Jazz. They get past them, this is going to be on the Rockets or the Lakers. And I don't mind them playing the Lakers. I mean. You remember earlier this season they went to L.A. and beat the Lakers when the Lakers had a 10-game winning streak. The Lakers can have a hard time scoring points. The Mavericks can score. They just scored another 100 points in the last hour. I don't know if you saw it or not. <laughs> and, and what's so crazy is when it's almost like Luka has an impact even when he's not in the game because when you're not in the game, and it's like the other team said, oh, we can let up now. No, you can't. Trey Burke can score. Hardaway can score. Seth Curry can score, so you still got to defend this team. 
So they they just they just it wouldn't shock me, Bobby. They get to the at the conference final, that wouldn't shock me at all. Uh, well, it's it's tempting to think far ahead and think down the road, but it's also you got another game coming in 24 hours, and so it's it's this <laughs> dance where whenever you win one game, it feels like you're never going to lose again, and and if they go out and lose game five, then there's just going to be a cloud hanging over the Metroplex. And so it's it's the highs <laughs> and lows of playoff basketball, man. It's so much fun. I have missed this so so much of these these past few years um is there any uh we should probably get this thing wrapped up here soon is there any uh, any final takes any any final points you want to make before we get out of here well i understand max is in a slump and all that but he's got a tough job trying to trying to guard a Kawhi. but he did get seven points nine rebounds and blocked a couple of shots and he did set that screen on that last play when when uh, luca hit the game winning shot so if, so if he can get rolling you know uh that's, that's another uh, a weapon the Mavericks can use as far as on the offensive end. And Dorian Finney-Smith, he only had eight points, but he had seven boards and a couple of blocks. But I think they got all the momentum going into the game. We still don't know if KP's going to play. So, we, But we, what we do know is they can win games without KP, just like they can win games with KP. And they can win games without Luka when they went to Milwaukee in December, December 16. Milwaukee had an 18-game winning streak. We're tied for the 11th longest winning streak in the history of the NBA, and Luca had a sprained right ankle and didn't play, and they beat the Bucks in Milwaukee. So they can play anywhere. But American Airlines, they struggle at home <laughs> this year. It's the craziest thing. So this is a perfect situation for the Mavericks. No Stay home. Stay Orlando. Stay there. Never come back. Never come back. And if they come back, we're going to play all the games in, in, in the Cowboys Stadium so they can get 90000 in there. <laughs> <laughs> They'll still be out of town, technically, being Arlington. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. It's fun. It's fun. Hey, whenever you got it going like this, like I said, anything is possible. And so we just got to – nobody knows what's going to happen next. We all just got to tune in and watch together to see what Luca has up his sleeve in Game 5 and, and what the rest of these guys can do, too. It's, it's exciting times, Dwayne. And uh, we will be with you to break it down every step of the way. So thank you, Dwayne, for joining me. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast platform. He's Dwayne. I'm Bobby. This is Mavs Daily presented by the good folks at the Dallas Morning News. And we will see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.